when you think about flow, what is there a specific time that comes to your mind where you're like, dude, I was in it, mm -hmm. like feeling it? Yeah, you know, the, the funny thing about being in the flow state or if you have experienced it, because I, 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 I feel like I have in fights and there's other times where I, yeah. I have not. Totally. But you don't really quite realize it until you're able to get past it and then reflect on it and mm. look back and say, okay, now I feel that one, that one was different. I was definitely in the flow state and that, you know, because obviously with, with, my, with my profession, it's you can't be so rigid and, and expect something to be, this is my game plan, this is how it's going to go. Because it's just like you're tied on to a tornado. And mm -hmm. there's just so much atmospheric emotions around you with everybody in the arena. And you get, you're fighting a guy who may or may not be the guy that you trained for in the sense that, okay, I thought he was going to come out southpaw and he, he came out orthodox. Or I thought he was going to go more wrestling, but he, he wants to stand here and box with me. Um, so you can't be so rigid and focused on how you want things to go. Because if you're just focused on that, then whenever things start going awry or things start going differently, then you weren't prepared for that. So almost yeah. for That's me, me kind of having my hands open in the sense where like I'm ready for what is about to happen. I'm, I'm okay with the uncertainty that is about to happen. Yeah. And then being in it, trying to make split second decisions mm -hmm. while also being taxed yeah. physically, emotionally, in in the the fight itself you know totally it's 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 interesting because it is like uncertainty is almost it, it almost takes away from flow because when you're in a flow you're in such a like a repeatable motion mm -hmm. in something that the environment that you know so well mm -hmm. like you can just get into you know into a car and you don't know where you're driving in, in a sense and it's the ability like i was talking to this this guy rich davini who is uh writes attributes was a navy seal leader he said that the ability to task switch. So go from like, you think this is coming and quickly flip the switch, mm -hmm. quickly flip the switch. I don't know, do you think that's something that like, when you say you open, I think there's an interesting point where you say you, you, you walk in there with open hands mm -hmm. of embracing uncertainty, but how do you tap into flow state if you don't know what's coming? Because that almost like flow state, you're, you're, you're not reactive. You're yeah. just, you're going. Mm -hmm. But it, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you're, you're able to subconsciously respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, that's when, I've, when I know I've looked and looked back and thought, man, that, that felt like I was really in the zone, so to speak, mm -hmm. there, where I was able to make those split-second decisions, but they were more calculated split-second decisions and responding more than I was just reacting. Mm -hmm. But in a sport like mixed martial arts, where it's a five-minute period in a round, it's a very, very long time. Long you know, time. if you've ever watched a fight and oh. guys are just getting after it, girls are getting after it, whatever, yeah. and then all of a sudden you look at the clock and there's still a minute 45 left. There's still almost two minutes left. They've only gone through a half to maybe totally. even three quarters of the round, and there's still a lot of time left on the clock. So managing and negotiating the cardio aspect of it yeah. while also not hitting the brakes too much. You know, I'm a very in-your-face, come-forward, foot-on-the-gas kind of yeah. guy, but also... If I can do that while also trying to navigate what is happening in front of me, you know, right. I like I like to be in control when I'm in there. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather be in control and then get countered rather than waiting back and getting offensively. Totally, hit, if that makes sense. Totally, you know, makes my, sense. my defense sometimes so is my offense. You know. Yeah. So it's almost like two parts. Let me try to break this down. So it's like you are on the attack. You are in your face coming at him, mm -hmm. but you're almost like matrix mode 
watching yeah. punches go by you Trying while to. you have your game plan. So it's two different things. Is there is there a time, a fight, where you felt like that, where things, because ultimately flow in the focus, where flow and focus, you, time just slows down. Mm-hmm. It's sl- super slow. There was, yeah, so there was, and, that, and that's the hard part about, about mixed martial arts. And you just saw it this past weekend. Israel Adesanya is yeah. a very dominant champion for, for I mean, he lost and then came back. But he's, he's shown that he's one of the most dominant guys in the UFC, right? But he just had a really off night. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and that's not to take anything away from Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland just, similar to what I'm saying, had his foot on the gas, just kept attacking, 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 never let Izzy get into his rhythm. You know, we talk about this in mixed martial arts a lot, is, is if you can do something to take a guy out of his rhythm, then he's not able to think clearly and be able to yeah. mount an attack toward yeah. you, right? So good. Good. for me, it, there was a fight um, when I won the Bellator world title against Patricky Pitbull, uh, Patricky Frede is his name. And I remember in that fight, and the fight didn't last a long time. I knocked him out in the first two minutes or so. But in that two minutes, I was it was the first time in my career where I was really actually thinking and seeing hmm. both feet, seeing both shoulders, both hands, seeing where his head was and watching his mannerisms, watch how I would throw a feint, whether I would feint the right hand or hit him with a hard jab and watch the way that he reacted or responded and then set a trap and ended up knocking him out with the right hand. But it was when a fight, when you can be in the driver's yeah. seat like that. How did you slow it down like that? I, d- I don't know. Do you know? That's, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's the question. The key, yeah, that's, that's the question we, we try to figure out yeah. as athletes or even people studying athletes or translating this to business, mm-hmm. to your to your family life, whatever avenue you're looking at. But I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is I don't believe that if you haven't done everything right leading up to the time, the competition, mm-hmm. the bright mm-hmm. lights, when the cage door closes or whatever it may be, there's always going to be things that are going to go right or wrong. But when things do go wrong, if you know that you hadn't put in the work, if you know you didn't, you didn't live with a per- the right amount of yeah, discipline, if you yeah, know you yeah. didn't do everything that you needed to do, you're gonna f- find a way with being okay with losing. So mm, that's why I've mm. always been so diligent about mm. doing the small things right my entire career because ultimately in our sport, that's why they call it the puncher's chance, you can get knocked out by anybody in the world. It doesn't matter if you're a, a 2001 underdog or a 2001 yeah. favorite, you get hit at the, on the wrong spot you're going out, it's over. Or you might get caught in a weird choke or something, you know? So, so it's very uncertain. Do you, do you think like, because that's a good point in the preparation of everything that you do in practice is every detail, every little thing that's going to set you up to be able to step in the ring and or in the cage and not even have to think? Because mm-hmm. do you think it, like, there's a thing of like, it, well, if, if you go into the, into the cage and you're thinking, well, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do that, then you tend to, I mean, you get to that overthink and then there's yeah. that slight, the supplementary motor cortex is a point one second where there's hesitation and then if you hesitate, obviously you know you're, you're yeah. knocked out. Do you think it's that? It's like it all comes in the deep practice moments of the preparation? Well, yeah, I think it's actually much deeper than the practice. I think, I think, I think the practice is only a, a small portion oh, of it. The practice, yeah. for me, it's, for me it's, it's going to bed at the right time, yeah, waking yeah, up bro. at the right time, yeah. supplementing perfectly, eating yeah. correctly. I mean, if you take, you take a guy through two, two simultaneous, simultaneous training camps, but there's a guy over here who maybe he cheated on his diet a little bit or he had a little alcohol or he, these th- whatever these things that he can't do. Like I have my non-negotiables and I'm not mm-hmm. going to do when I'm really training and focused for a fight, right? I'm not going to 
you're not going to see me at Chick-fil-A or eating mm-hmm. you know, Taco Bell. Like I have to, <laughs> but if I did, yeah. the physical detriment wouldn't be bad, but wouldn't be as bad. I'd still make weight, yeah. but it wouldn't be as bad as the mental detriment. That's me knowing key. that I'm eating what I shouldn't be eating yeah. or I'm staying up late or I'm choosing to go do this thing instead of being diligent with the small things. Because ultimately that, that moment you get your hand raised or that moment someone holds up the Lombardi trophy or the moment mm-hmm. they, you win the, the Stanley cup. That was all, that was the culmination, but it was all the little things leading up to yeah. that. And I don't, I, I believe a lot of guys careers have been left on the table or they could have achieved a lot more had they just been a little bit more disciplined when it yeah. counted leading up to it. And I'm not saying yeah, no, you totally, have to be man. perfect no. because trying to, trying to strive for, for perfection is, is impossible and yeah. you can't. You'll never be perfect, but if you know you can do to the best of your ability the small things, then it will translate into, call it luck, call it fate, call it whatever. These things have sure. a way of, of figuring themselves out. The better person on that night usually wins. He who did the most, he who trained the hardest, he who, he who has the champion spirit, he who, he, who, he who believed the most. So all these little things leading up to that one big getting your hand raised. All right. So I've, I've been asked multiple times, am I still in college? No, I'm not. I kind of wish I was. But the reason I get asked that is because my skin still looks so young. I'm far from college, trust me. And I haven't always had the best skin either, like blemishes. Just six months ago, I had a huge, massive breakout, but that doesn't happen anymore. And honestly, it is because of one skin. I'm a true believer in what one skin is doing they are addressing the skin at a molecular level targeting root causes not just the the topical and and trying to take blemishes away but they're actually they're they're working on the root cause of what what ages skin and functionalities and makes it feel and look younger and they can actually reverse the age of your skin yeah Nobody else is doing that. My wife and I, Taylor, who's got beautiful skin, even more beautiful now, we went up to headquarters in San Francisco and watched how it all was done. Growing skin, the testing that they're doing, their one skin body, one skin prep, one skin topical supplement. They're changing it. They are reversing. They're anti-aging, anti-aging, reinvented. So one skin, if you want... uh, if you want your money maker, your skin, the, the biggest organ in your body to be taken care of at the best level, this is for you. Oneskin.co, C-O, and the code for 15% off is David15. The link will also be in the show notes. That's oneskin.co, David15, and reverse your age. No, I think you, I mean, you're the epitome of that. It's having talent discipline and consistency like yeah. that is the formula you've well, seen a lot yeah. of people with talent yeah well that's that's always like i mean I, and i get young people asking me all the time hey man what's the secret <laughs> literally the secret is the secret is exactly what your peewee uh, yeah. football coach yeah. told you it's like yeah. work hard show up on yeah. time be a good be a person of so good funny. reputation do do the little small things right and then if you got a little bit of talent to go with it and then if you continue to build your body and build your athletic abilities Eventually, it's going to work out. Work out for you. You just have to, you know, yeah, be it, patient. 
Isn't it funny? Like, I mean, this is a little off the focus topic, but like success isn't hard. No. It, I mean, the formula is really easy. The execution is a challenge because people want to give up and they want to have some kind of pill or some kind of shortcut. Mm -hmm. And you didn't, the best answer is exactly that. Like, uh, hard work over years and years and years. There yeah. you go. It's literally and not giving up. Yeah. There it, you go. It's literally if you could like put, you know, who's uh, the, the kid in Goodwill Hunting, Matt Damon, when he's yeah, writing, he's yeah, writing yeah, on yeah. That's not what success looks like. The success literally looks like one plus one plus one <laughs> exactly. plus one. You know, it's, it's the easiest formula of all times. And a lot of times we don't, we don't not reach our goal because of a roadblock that stopped us. There mm. was just a very enticing and easier path to a lesser goal that we decided to go toward. And sometimes that's the small chipping away of, well, I can have one burrito today or I can, I can, I can stay out late tonight or, oh, I'm going to totally. sleep in today or I'm going to skip my morning routine or I'm going to skip this you know, call with my mentor, whatever it may be, yeah. those small little, those small little concessions that we make towards our dreams that Bro. I'm guilty of. You're, we are all guilty Amen. of it. You're never going to be perfect, but to the average person, it's, it's the small little things that, that add up to those big ones. Yeah. Dude, so good. And that discipline, even higher than that is devotion, devotion yeah. to, you know, your family, wife, kids, what you have in your big picture. All right. So talking with Jordan and Kobe's mental coach, George Mumford, he said one thing that they would do every practice was, was try to get try to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I know that's cliche to say, mm -hmm. but like do something a little bit out of the norm. Cause it's almost when your your brain gets too repetitive in something. Like let's say for example, you put a motivational quote on your fridge. After about eleven days, the mind becomes mute to that. Mm -hmm. And it's so there's there's this ever transforming challenge of how do you continue to I mean, obviously get the reps in to become to that level of unconscious competence, like where it's just natural to you, but continuing to challenge yourself to push that proverbial ceiling higher. Yeah, does that well, make sense? It does. It does. And actually, I've, I've experienced this recently because the funny thing is, and you talk about Kobe and Jordan and these guys, these guys at the, at the highest level, but it, and we could all sit here and say, man, those dudes get after it. They grind. They, they, but to them it's probably not that hard. Right. You really do get used to it. And even totally. me, like I, I love that people think I'm this really, really hard worker. And I, and I do, I work extremely hard and I push mm -hmm. myself, but it's not that hard for me. Yeah. Once, once God had created us yeah. to be able to continue to level up every mm. single workout, every single day, adding layers to our human, right? And at some point, what I do is actually really, really easy for me because I've put in all the work. So I have to find ways that, you know, for me, cold therapy, cold water yeah, therapy so over good. the last about eight months was something that I was avoiding. I was pushing it off. I'm like, someday I'll do it. I'll, I'll figure it out. Cause it, but really it was a fear of mine. I did not like cold water. I could not withstand the discomfort, mm -hmm. the, 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 the pain, so to speak mm -hmm. of, of it. And I, and I sat down one day and I thought, you know what? I want to be a world champion fighter. I want to be the man that I promised my, my wife I would be. I want to be the man that I promised my sons I would be but I'm afraid to go sit in this water, right? <laughs> and, you, and you start to yeah. challenge yourself in those ways. And the funny thing is, to people, they probably look at my workouts and say, man, like, that must be really hard for him. No, that's the easy part. Yeah. Getting punched and, and getting knocked out or the fear of getting knocked out, the cuts and the, the stitches and the injuries, that stuff's not that bad yeah. to me because yeah. I've built myself into that. But going to sit in that water, that's really, really, really painful and bad for me. So if I can, 
make that small victory a couple times a week, whatever mm-hmm. I decide it is, um, or even just being disciplined with, okay, I'm going to wake up at 5.30 and I am going to do my morning routine. I am going to read my devotional. I am going to, I know this path right here leads to a better day, which then turns into a better week and a better month and a better year. So it's those, those things totally. that the average person looks at and says, well, those are easy. Going to sit in water for three minutes, going yeah. to, you know, waking up a little bit early and reading your devotional. But those are things for me that I had to really get out of my comfort zone in order to find new ways yeah. to challenge myself. Because huh. I'm never going to be able to really challenge myself in these workouts. Yeah. It, I, not that I'm some superhuman no, guy. No, 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 that makes sense. But you get That's to the point. Been doing. Yeah, you yeah. get to the point where yeah. I could pass out and puke and it and it still wasn't that bad because I've already yeah. done it a thousand times, right? Yeah, but totally. the water. But the, it's the outside yeah, things. It's the little things to... where you where you talk about yeah. leveling up your human. Yeah. Man, that's that is I love that point. Because you, know? you often think about that it has to be something in your sport, but it's probably something else oh, yeah. that so it all accumulates to you and you walk in the cage of I've got my plan, game plan. I'm going to attack, and I've already done all the work. I mm-hmm. have all the. I don't. I don't have to fear. I feel sometimes if you like, the it, it, it's all about getting into flow state and how long you can continue to ride that out. Because mm-hmm. once it's a weird thing. Because once you're in flow state and you think, well, oh, I'm in flow state, it automatically kicks you out. So how do you like? I don't know the answer to this, but that is the key. How do you make it? the endurance of the flow state longer. Yeah. I th- well, I think one thing too, I mean, and I say this and I say it all the time and people probably think I don't want to be a champion. Or I don't care about winning, but ultimately I really don't care if I win or lose. I really don't That's because cool. no matter what, win, lose or draw, my God yeah. still loves me. My oh. family still loves me and the I still best. love me. Dude, that's you know, and it's, and to some people, they think, well, that's not how an athlete should be. An athlete should hate losing more than they love winning. And all these cliche things that we've heard. And like, yeah, that's, that's true. I don't, I don't want to lose. I want to win. Yeah. But also being okay with me going out there and losing as I step into the cage. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not trying to manifest that. Mm. But, but me being okay with that gives me an extra level up to be able to go out there and fight freely. I'm oh, going to totally, fight, fight freely and, and find that extra extra level of myself because I'm not so worried about losing or so worried about making mistakes or so worried about what that guy might bring to the table. I'm only worried about me, and Man. I'm only worried about me going in there. And if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. Yeah. But I'm going to try to get my hand raised. Okay, so what I'm about to tell you is going to literally blow your mind. It did mine. For a month now, I have been trying out Go Exec. I'm going to tell you what this is. So... Just to preface, I always look for the extra added advantage, the 1% edge, and and usually it's something physical or, you know, it's something mental, but I've never found the balance of the two. And it's it's crazy because as being a, a type A, very driven person and I want to just have great impact, I don't get a whole lot of sleep, I work a lot of hours, there is stress, frequent travel, I mean, raise your hand if you can, uh, y- y- yeah, you really relate to that. But what GoExec is doing is the mental and physical balance. Now, they bridge the gap between mental health, physical health, high quality, scientifically formulated nutraceuticals. So let's have an ingredient spotlight here. BioPQQ. You know what that is? Yeah, I didn't either, but now I do. Energy, endurance, and longevity. Scientifically shown to slow the aging process increase energy levels, and improve cognitive function. It has won award after award for the best ingredients that are used for the mental and physical performance of best science. PQQ is naturally occurring essential nutrient 
found in foods such as kiwi, green peppers, potatoes, tofu, and green tea. So what, what GoExec is doing, they're putting this into pill form, and you literally, physically, and mentally are more focused, less stress, longevity, you're on fire. It's been great for me and for me being a high performer it's tough to tough to see the change a lot you know but i actually have been feeling it and what go exec is doing because they are so cool awesome people over there at goexec.com g-o-e-x-e-c.com stands for go execute 20 percent off david nurse 20 is going to be your code david nurse 20 at checkout go exec dot com trust me you're going to be on fire like i am go check it out right i think that's one of the most key points people don't talk about yeah your freedom comes because your identity is not tied to a win or a loss yeah that's a lot of self-induced pressure if that mm -hmm. is your identity yeah and that that's, is good well i think well and ultimately too what is what is pressure like i mean there's yeah. there's the subconscious pressure and then there's right. there's the there's the conscious pressure where you f actually feel it yeah totally and if you can pull that conscious pressure out and you're there's always gonna be some sort of subconscious pressure no doubt. always but if you can just honestly like when i'm going into a fight i'm i'm excited to be there and i really am probably the only guy in the arena Aside from the people who are rooting for the other guy, all of my fans <laughs> who want to see me win, yeah, 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 they yeah. want to see me win, and yeah. they're probably going to be more devastated after a loss than I am because I, yeah. ultimately, I'm, I'm living a dream. I'm doing what I love, yeah. what God has yeah. called me to do, what yeah. I love to do, and ultimately, the result is going to take care of itself. I already did the preparation, and now comes the mm. being at peace in the midst of battle and Damn, see, where the, see where the chips fall. Preparation, peace in the battle, is there any type of visualization or triggers that you use before you go in, like right at the moment? Mm -hmm. Is there anything you do in that sense? No, yeah, I mean, I think I think the flip or the flip of the switch kind of comes as soon as my my walkout hits, my walkout music yeah. hits, and I'm kind of going out there. Then I'm kind of just going into a different person. But before that, I mean, it's it's in the locker room, um, just listening to. Yeah. I, I usually listen to one or two songs. I usually yeah. keep them on re repeat. Um, but no, I mean, I don't really have that pre-fight routine, really. Right. Because the problem is... I, I actually like this point. Yeah, actually, I know what you're going to... Because they're all, always in different arenas. Totally. You know, sometimes, yeah. it's, sometimes I'm the main event, and I got, I'm, I got this big old place. Hmm. And there's a big old thousand-foot room, and it's me and my team. And then sometimes I'm stuck in a room a quarter of that size with three other people. And then yeah. sometimes it's very cold in the arena. Sometimes it's very hot. Sometimes, totally. you know, you... you you can't be so rigid about, well, I have to have this and I have to have that because you're not going to have that every single time. Totally, so, man. So I, I, I try to just be like, eh, I don't really have much of a routine. I, I probably could do better at it. You know, I, I read the mm. book How Champions Think by Bob Rotella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was a golf book, which back then, it's funny, you know, we're playing golf tomorrow, <laughs> right? But I hated golf back then. So I, I picked it up off the shelf at an airport, read it, read something. It might have mentioned golf, but I was like, How Champions Think, great book. I'm going to buy it. Get on the plane, I'm like, Flip through the first. I'm like, this is about golf. I hate golf. This is stupid. And then I got started reading through it, and I read it cover to cover. And then I read it like I've read it like three or four more times because the similarities between that individual sport and then mm -hmm. my individual sport, and then how he always talked about a pre-swing routine and all that kind of stuff. I probably could do better about actually being more diligent about you know the the pre-fight routine, but it's always different. So therefore. Yeah, I don't really maybe, try to though, do it. you know? I mean, because then if you have a, a routine and then if something goes off routine, yeah. then we become prisoners to our habits and our routines. Yeah. I think there's something about the adaptability mm -hmm. that you have of like, 
I've, got, I've, I've done my preparation. I know my identity does not lie in what the results are. I'm not basing anything off what my, what my routine is. I'm attack mode. Yep. And man, I did, yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely, definitely part of it, where you just have yeah. to kind of be fluid. In yeah. there. And just like, well, I'm here and I'm the guy who's strapping on the gloves, but I'm also the atmosphere or the event, the, the process. It, mm. I, am a, I am part of that and I can't control said process. So I'm just going to be there and when it's time, my time to go, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything I'm not asking you about flow or focus that you can think of like, dude, I think this is really important? No, I mean, the whole, I mean, I think, I, I do think, because you did, you did mention visualization, and I do think even just uttering the words that mm. I'm going to find myself in a very good flow state in this fight, or I'm going to, if I can yeah. visualize myself, my next fight is against Conor McGregor, if I can visualize myself with Conor in front of me, and I, and I know how I'm feeling, if I can tap into how, I, how I'm feeling in my visualization, what I'm feeling of that future me, because yeah. um, if, if you can visualize it more, you, you can visualize what it feels like, you know, where, what it looks like, what it smells like, all of those different things, how the fight's going to go, how, it, how you don't want it to go sometimes too, going, being in a bad position and then overcoming a bad position. It's not just... That's actually a really good point. Yeah, it's not just the, I'm yeah. winning and I just go out there and just absolutely dominate him. It's like, no, he's dominating me. How do you and adjust I'm, to that? So you've already seen it yeah. go through and that, yeah, yeah. And I can visualize myself pulling myself up from the ashes after a round or, yeah. or fighting my way out of a bad position, feeling myself being dead tired and getting a second wind or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because then also you've already seen it and you're, and you, you're able to do those, those mental reps and rehearsals, if you will. And I think visualization is, is something I didn't do at all in my college wrestling days that I, that I started doing when I came into mixed martial arts. Um, and then, yeah, having that mental highlight reel as well where writing those things down of mm -hmm. all the times that I, that I over exceeded my expectations of what I was capable of and patting myself on the back for those things. You know, yeah, I think totally. some people don't have a problem with it. Some people have a huge problem with being proud of themselves and being proud of what they've done, proud of what they've accomplished. I was one of those guys where, mm -hmm. you know, I would win a match. I would beat, I would beat a guy I wasn't supposed to beat. I would win, win the Bellator world title. Eh, it's whatever. I was supposed to do that. No pats on the back, <laughs> no stopping to smell the roses. Mm -hmm. I'm going forward. I got to go to the next thing. Mm -hmm. But if we can really just love ourselves mm -hmm. and be proud of ourselves, that's not a bad thing. Now, if I stand here and we're having a 30-minute conversation and I come off cocky and arrogant and pompous and narcissistic <laughs> and all those things of course yeah there's ways to handle yourself yeah. but me in the realm of my mind between my the safe four walls of my house yeah. i want to be able to look at myself in the mirror and think i'm the best fighter in the world For that sure. i'm going to be the best father in the world that i am For going sure. to be a billionaire that i'm going to rub elbows with totally. people that i never thought i would yep. now if i sit here and tell you that on the maybe the first day that we meet, you're like, okay, this guy's a little, <laughs> a little over the top, right? Nah, yeah, yeah. But just I be feel proud it. of yourself yeah, and, yeah. Be, and visualize yourself uh, succeeding and then also patting yourself on the back when you do succeed because it does take, yeah. we, we underappreciate or under, uh, I guess, underemphasize how much work it has taken to get to certain accomplishments, you know? Dude, absolutely. And winding up on, on that note, like, you're, I think a lot of people, they, they bubble themselves, they glass ceiling themselves because they think, well, who am I to be able to say earn a billion dollars? Most mm -hmm. people have a number that they can hit. You can't get above that. Or who am I to make it out of my town? Yep. You come from small town, Missouri. Everybody, we know, yep. same thing. Like all our, all our high school friends yep. are pretty much still in that same town because they have that limiting mindset and they don't allow themselves to think bigger or 
you know, congratulate themselves when they do do something mm -hmm. great. That's powerful, man. You have a presence about you that you're just like, and I think this is a really key point to focus is just dancing in the fire. Yeah. No matter what's happening, man, I'm, I'm a dance in the fire because you know there's a fourth in the fire with you. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Well, yeah, actually, a, a mutual friend of ours, John Gordon, right? Yeah. So, 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 to, so to, to, to piggyback on that, because I, I did his show and then we got done off air and we were just talking, because I was talking about a small guy from a small town mm -hmm. taught to do small things, right? Mm. And... And I was like, yeah, John, I just wish I could get rid of him. I wish I could just behead him and send him, send him on his way. And he's like, well, but then why would you need God? You know, totally. then why would you, why would you need a higher purpose? Why would you, totally. why would you need, if you were able to just get rid of all of those demons, all the self-doubt, if you can get rid of all that small guy, You're right, you know, You're you right. need him. And ultimately I used to hate him. I used to be like, gosh, I just want to get rid of him and, and move on to the next area of my life. But ultimately... I'm so thankful for him because oh, he has helped shape me. And, and I always say, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get rid of him, but I've gotten really good at duct taping his mouth shut <laughs> to, the, to the basement of my mind, right? Yeah, He's yeah, always yeah. going to be there with me because yeah. uh, he is me and I am him. Yeah. But I have, I have made peace with him and I have moved on past him. So it was, it was kind of a very aha moment for me when he said that. I was like, that's oh, very true. That you is know? very true, yeah. Like in... And that, that past part of you is the, that's the little you. That's yep. the little Mikey. Like, given a name, like the alter ego, the reverse alter ego effect, that's you of the past. It's mm -hmm. always with you. It drives you. But, yeah, like, we wouldn't need God. Yeah. Dude, that's a great way to end it. Yeah, I like that. Beautiful, brother. Thank you. Amazing.